Welcome to the Startup Grind podcast. Startup Grind is the world's largest independent startup community, inspiring, educating, and connecting millions of entrepreneurs across the globe in partnership with Google for Startups. These are the stories of disruptors, innovators, and game changers from the fastest high-growth companies and venture capital firms in existence. Join us as we unpack their strategies, learn from their mistakes, and grow together. There's no time to wait, so let's begin. Hey all, Chris Jr., buddy from Melbourne, back on the mic. Take this serious, it's a serious business, and incredibly proud of this interview. It took a long time to put together. Who knew? You know, getting to multi-billion dollar founders, they have a lot of spare time, but was very lucky to be able to sit down in person with Melanie Perkins, the co-founder and CEO of Canva at their office in Sydney. Thank you, Liz and the team at Canva. And... Just incredible individual, incredible team, and super impressive story. 18 million users, they're in 190 countries, 620 plus employees, and um, no signs of slowing down. Yeah, I was a little starstruck to be honest. Um, enjoy. Thank you for seeing me. Uh, everybody got Melanie Perkins from Canva. Needs no introduction. Um, I am here in Canva, as you can see from the, the Zoom room. The Zoom room? Yeah. Thank you for seeing me. Um, I wanted today to just talk about um, your story and the growth of Canva and all the fun stuff that you've probably said a thousand times, and then <laughs> and then uh, so well rehearsed, and then and then move on to you know maybe perhaps some of the the more exciting stuff of where you're headed and stuff. But can I go back a little bit and talk about you know uh, because it's going out everywhere, some corners of the globe may not have heard of Canva yet. So let's see if we you know if they all get all these signups. It was me. <laughs> Um, so going back um, to the early days, was this a problem that you were facing? How did this? How did it all kind of come about? Yeah, absolutely. So I was at university many years ago, and I was teaching design programs, and they were super complicated. And I thought it was ridiculous that they were still desktop based and they should all be online and it shouldn't take a whole semester to learn. You should be able to just jump on and use it really quickly. So yeah, I was teaching design programs and that's sort of where it all began. What was the course you were doing? Um, so I was studying communication psychology and commerce at uni. So this was just like an elective or something? Um, well, I put way too much work into my assignments and then I got invited to work in the multimedia center and then I got invited to teach um, some classes. Oh, right. So yeah, I went... Um, and I was just watching a lot of students really struggle with the process. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I you know, I, I study graphic design. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. Yeah, nice. academic design. Um, so yes, it does take maybe a year or so before you know how to like learn Photoshop, Illustrator stuff. Yeah. So you had this problem and then what, what set you on the path of like you having to be the one to fix it? Well, I thought it was very apparent to me that in the future, it was going to be completely different. Um, and I spent a lot of time thinking about that. And then I thought, rather than trying to tackle the entire world of design at the start, we'd take on school yearbooks. Right. And so my boyfriend became my business partner and um, we took over my mum's living room and ended up with printing presses there and we ended up with staff there. Um, ended up taking over a, a lot more of the house, um, but set to work on uh, enabling people to create amazing yearbooks online. Right. And so the entire school would go in and create their article pages and their profile pages and collaborate on their yearbook. Right. Um, and then we'd actually print their yearbook and deliver it to their school. So that's why we ended up with two printing presses um, in my mum's living room as well. So what, what year was this? That was 2007 we kicked off right. um, and yeah, launched properly in 2008. 
and then went. So all of a sudden, at some point, I'm guessing you said, geez, like, I can't be bothered getting the cartridges or whatever for the printing press. <laughs> but somehow you realize it's the software was there where it's at or did you have, was there some investor that saw it or, you know, how did you get onto going, maybe we should just focus on focus energy here. Yeah, so for four years in a row, so we created our software and then I found Flex. Uh, for those of you that are engineers, you probably uh, grimace a lot when I say that, but I was amazed at, um, in 2008 by the power of Flex. So it's like pre-print? It's like flash. Uh-huh. flash. Okay. So you can like, people could move things and rotate them because previously um, to that, we used to have to like move things on angles, it was all very rigid. Yeah. And I was kind of amazed by how um, everything could be rotating and moved in browser. Um, and then, so for four years in a row, we'd actually- I know Flex, it was actually Macromedia as well. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we'd completely redo our software every year and new technologies. Um, and then in 2011, an investor from Silicon Valley was over in Perth, where I'm from. Um, and I spoke to him at the end of a conference and he said if I went to San Francisco, he'd be happy to meet. And so I went to San Francisco um, six months later and met with him and also met up with um, Lars Rasmussen, who co-founded Google Maps. I know the guy. And yeah, that was sort of when I set, really embarked on the world of um, startups. And even though we'd had a startup for a long time, we didn't know much about the whole startup thing. So he, he's an investor in um, Law Advisor, mm-hmm. who I'm the startup investor for. Oh, yeah, awesome, yeah, Lars. very So cool. he's what, now in London or something? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, so actually in New York right now. New York, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and so was he, was he the one or the Silicon Valley said, maybe you should just focus on the software and I'll give you some money to help you do that? Um, so we, we, we'd spent a lot of time on the software thing um, for, for the five years prior, um, but then we really wanted to take it to the bigger market of enabling everyone to design everything rather than just focusing on the school yearbook market. Yeah. Um, and so that was exactly what we Sorry, did. Sorry, I meant move away from the printing presses. Yeah, so with yeah. Canva today, you can actually still print. Oh, cool! Click print and get it delivered to your door in forty-four countries. I didn't know that. Um, but you can also, obviously, we've got a strong focus on presentations and social media graphics and um, enabling you to design absolutely everything. Didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and then and then where does so was Cam the developer early on, or how does how did the team come together? Yeah. So. Um, Cliff and I um, started Fusion together, yep. um, and then we started Canva. Um, at, but Lars, uh, Bill, the investor that was over from Silicon Valley, said he'd be happy to invest. Is it Bill Ty? Yeah, right. Exactly. He said he'd be happy to invest if I could find a tech team, and then Lars said he'd help me to find the tech team. And so that what that actually entailed was a whole year of trying to find engineers, pitching every single one I could, um, six months in San Francisco, and then eventually met Cam, um, who became our co-founder, and then also Dave Herndon, who became our CTO. Um, so it was really incredibly strong technical foundations, um, which was really important because cameras are pretty complex behind the scenes. Well, also a big, strong investor network very early on. Yeah. Like Bill Tyers is like a Silicon Valley legend. Yeah, true. Seems to be very good at picking the winners very early. Mm. And Lars seems the uh, same kind of thing. So then, and then what, when did you start knowing like we're really onto something? Um, I was convinced it was the future <laughs> while we were pitching, or before, like right from the start, I was like, there's no way this isn't the future of um, design and publishing. Um, but whether or not we could be the people to build that was something that sort of developed over the years. We were like, oh, actually, 
you know, with Fusion, we thought we'd tackle one small market um, that had a really strong need. And then going into that little, people kept being like, can we use this to design our canteen menus and other documents and all sorts of things? And we're like, surely this technology exists now. And we looked around and it absolutely didn't. Um, and so we started to get more confidence. Well, maybe, you know, we've, we've built this software before. Maybe we can do it again, but for a broader market. And then by the time I went to San Francisco, completely convinced this was definitely the future um, and that we could build it. And then was this also kind of, I'm guessing simultaneously, the rise of social media would have been helping make it a big difference, right? Absolutely. So was people just asking, can I please have this for Instagram? Or how did it, you know, how did it, how did it evolve? Yeah. Um, so we knew like that with the rise of social media, so essentially every single industry is becoming more and more visual. So obviously startups are needing to create lots of content, pitch decks. Um, if we look at what a, the role of a marketer, they've gone from having to create lots of text heavy things to all of a sudden lots and lots of content. You know, rather than just being able to create one billboard from time to time or you know a few ads here and there, all of a sudden they're being expected to create content m multiple times a day for social media. Um, salespeople are having to create visual pitch decks rather than sales letters. Um, and we're seeing this across every single industry. And so I think that has certainly helped Canva to grow because so many people are needing to create designs and have absolutely no design experience whatsoever. So you make it easy and make it look good. Exactly. And now, give you all the ingredients you need to design, which was a pretty important part of it. Absolutely. And then, then you know, just because we had Guy Kawasaki at the conference last year. Uh, how did Guy Kawasaki come into the picture? For people that don't know, I know the story, but I love it. And uh, But he's just such a great ambassador and I love the guy and uh, uh, like just a gentle soul. I don't know how to say it, but uh, how did he come into the picture and uh, and then, uh, yeah, tell me how that story kind of how that helped evolve Canva again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we found that um, Guy was using Canva um, and he was actually tweeting about it. And then we reached out to him, um, my other co-founder Cliff reached out to him um, and we then set up a chat and then we went to San Francisco um, to meet with him and he said, I'm 59, I've got one last big thing left in me and this is it. And, um, <laughs> and we started working together. Fantastic. Yeah, he seems to want to surf a little bit more these days. And, <laughs> um, and, then, and then did you think that that kind of endorsement helped, uh, you know, with the US market and, and ongoing? Like, I mean, he's particularly seems to be very prominent in the US a lot of uh, compared to people that relatively don't in Australia, but like a big deal in the US. Did you, what was the advantages of having him on board and did he help with making introductions and how did, you, how did it just spread like wildfire, I suppose? Um, I think there's a lot yeah. in that. There's a lot, there's in, a lot that. in that. Yeah. There's so many layers of question. Yeah. I think one of like Guy's been amazing. Like he speaks to so many people, and I've heard so many people say that they heard about Canva through Guy. I think one of the reasons we've been able to spread so rapidly is we solve a problem that affects a lot of people. And I think that's a really fundamental thing for any startup or any business, in fact, is if you solve a problem that affects a lot of people, firstly, people are going to be interested in what your company does, and secondly, they're going to help spread it. Um, so we have had 150,000 videos created um, by our community about Canva. This is like how to design Canva, um, how to design YouTube thumbnails, how to design eBooks, how to design like, literally everything in so many different languages and I think the reason that has happened is because we solve a problem but then we've also spent a lot of time focusing on having a really strong free product um, and that's been really critical to our growth is by having a really strong free product it means that people are happy to give it a go and to share it um, a lot more rapidly as well. 
I I have found, and this is just you know, I mean, so I I did you know two years advanced graphics before I started my business degree, but now that I've like I've started recently using Canva, it just seems a lot more intuitive. I've actually now put my you know I've got a little small design team, other develop uh, you know my my buddy who's an illustrator guy that he just loves it. So I mean, it's almost like yes, it's for the. Um, Going into infomercial mode, mode again. Um, it's almost good for like the the, the non designer, but do you find that it's starting to attract more and more as you add features? I suppose the professionals. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We're seeing that a lot actually. So a lot of people that like, for example, if you're a designer in a large organization, you want to be doing the branding. You want to be doing like the beautiful assets. You don't want to be having to change the name on a business card every time someone starts or yeah. just iterating on like the text in pitch decks. Um, so what we have seen a lot of is designers are creating templates that then the rest of the organization can use. And it means the designers can be so much more effective um, than the sales team gets their needs service and everyone is a lot happier because it means that you're able to actually collaborate so designers can create assets elsewhere bring that into canva and then it makes everything a lot easier so yeah we're seeing that a lot we're used in 80 percent of the fortune 500 companies now wow yeah it just seems more intuitive and, and then to your point just helps get it out quicker because you've got that the setup for kind of geeking out on the design stuff but <laughs> you need to put your brand colors in your logo and everything you know i think you kind of have this kind of brand book thing and then, uh, and then you just pull it across real quick or duplicate stuff. Um, so start up Ryan as an organization, although I'm gonna be talking to Liz about what we're doing together. We already use it. Awesome. You know? And so all the chapters use it and that's how we kind of distribute um, content to we're in 600 cities around the world. Uh, and so to those chapter directors and then anything we have that's meaningful, like assets for our conferences and stuff. So thank you. That's really cool. I'm really glad to hear it. It's exactly yeah. what it's for. Perfect. Um, and then, you know, ending on, a, on, on one that you're probably passionate about or what, what is, what is next, right? Like, I mean, um, where to now? So there's, there's an office in San Francisco, another office in, I'm trying to forget, well, you'd know. In the Philippines, Philippines. in Beijing. Yeah. There you go. Um, so where, where, where's it headed to now? Is that, is that a, is that a move based on where you're seeing some concentration or, um, what's, what's the next for Canberra? Yeah, so um, in regards to where we're used, we're in 190 countries. Wow. Uh, we're in 100 languages. Um, so we're used very globally. I guess our vision is to enable everyone to design anything and publish it anywhere. And we literally mean anywhere um, and literally anything. So we feel like we've done 1% of what's possible. There's so much more for us to do in every direction. Um, we've got 600 people now at Canva and they're pushing wow forward very rapidly so you'll be seeing a lot of a lot of exciting things um in a lot of spaces i'll, I'll give you a cue, a cue i think a clue presentations won't be the same once we're done what about <laughs> video absolutely yeah because i just see that like such a need for it and given that video is just people want to watch videos so we're doing like a and i see that some of the templates coming in and making that easy absolutely i'll like, get all the inside stuff yeah. but i did sign an nda at the uh, at the registration, so I know I'm not going to get much. <laughs> I got enough. Thank you very much for talking with us today, and uh, yeah, best of luck with the rest of Canberra, and we'll see you at APEC. One year, one year, we'll get you down. Thank you. Very <laughs> Thank much. you so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. To keep up to date with all things startup grind, visit us at startupgrind.com or join us at an event in a city near you. 
Until next time, chase the vision and keep hustling.